welcome back to episode 198 of Tallboy Radio. And as we occasionally say, who knows where it goes when the gin flows. And that is a little bit of a clue about what we'll be talking about tonight. It'll be another spirited episode. So before I introduce our guests, plural, I'll say hello to Gaz, who will be pleased to hear we won't be furcling around in the bowels of the Conservative Party this week. Evening all, evening the world. Thanks for that little introduction, Adam. For those of you that weren't with us last week, I suggest you go back and have a listen. It was all good fun, but really looking forward to this episode. Adam's sort of given us a little bit of a tease as to who we might have on and each of the times we've had these guests on it's been an absolute hoot and we thoroughly enjoy having them on so i'm really 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 looking forward to this indeed indeed and we can't introduce the host without david from 2013 or 2008 the year is undetermined david uh, thanks, Adam. Yeah, it's great to be here. And a little sort of uh, insider information for all the, all the people out there. That my favourite bit of recording this podcast is the sort of 20 to 30 minutes in the green room before we go live. I just love it. The conversation <laughs> just <around. laughs> Folks, I don't know whose green room is in, but it ain't ours. <laughs> so we've got two groups of guests tonight. So we've had them on before. We've looked at Jim, we've talked about Jim, and tonight they're going to be reviewing Jim. It could go horribly wrong because the guy who's on, who, who was also on with us, made the Jim. But first, let's say hello to the Scottish alchemists. Hi. Good evening. I let the older one go first. She can introduce herself. Hi, I'm Jenny from the Scottish alchemists. Um, Joyce from the Scottish Alchemists, um, or as we were calling ourselves on Saturday at the Gin to My Tonic show after several. Gins in. I think we introduced ourselves as we are the Scottish Arsenals. Oh no, sorry. Scottish <laughs> Yeah, after a few gins in, I think that was an apt description. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we to comment? We don't want to get ourselves in trouble with this with the, the nation of Scotland. And then finally, we're joined by Matt as well, who we well know has made some fantastic gins, and we've sent some north of the border tonight to be tested. Yes, good evening, everybody. It's nice to be back. Thanks for asking me back. And uh, I hope the gins uh, meet the Scottish alchemists' uh, approval. Mm. We shall oh. we shall, we shall, see. Oh. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they <laughs> no will. Pressure, no pressure. <laughs> Nothing yeah. like a good live, live taste. That, session. That, <laughs> that's it. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's plenty there's probably now. We know when we get together on a podcast, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got my finger on the exit button, don't you worry? <laughs> and we'll also say good evening to Paul as well, who is watching, who is also north of the border. So tonight, as you well know, if you're familiar with the Tallboy Radio podcast, when we've done gin, we've always added a little bit of something to our glasses as well. So we'll touch base with that first. So Tonight, myself and Gaz are drinking the Tall Boy Radio Negroni. So it's one I've made myself. I'm actually a bit of a Negroni convert, but we've had the banana. I know, I apologize. We've had the banana dolphin. We've had the chocolate robin. But tonight, we have the marzipan Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's, you have we, exceeded yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we mix it. Is that, that's actually a bit scary. Is that, is that a bit <laughs> 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 and, I, and I will share a picture of that on our Instagram. So, 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 Matt, just, just to be clear, <laughs> we said the what we like to decorate our glasses with something a little bit random. So, I have made a couple of Ralph Wiggums 
out of marzipan. Now, you can eat them if you want. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Excellent. Very yeah. consistent as well in the quality. Yes, I like that. Very good. Absolutely, yeah. And we sh maybe yeah. should explain that they're more decorations and garnishes because none of the garnishes that we use actually complement the gin at all, do they? <laughs> well, I don't know marzipan might go well with the drone. Okay, so are you going to go next, Jenny, or...? Okay, I'm going to go next because I need to do this before I have too much to drink. So, live on air, I am going to uh, toast oh, my oh marshmallow garnish. Now, I was practicing with this last right. and it worked fine, uh, but my husband was getting very nervous because he's like, you're, you're in my study, don't set fire to anything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for, those, for those of you that are listening and not watching this on YouTube, uh, Jenny is literally setting fire to a marshmallow in the house. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a huge, big match. I expected a kind of gun thing. I thought, like, creme brulee. I've gone very old school. It's um, leftover Halloween ghost marshmallows. And nice. they are going to sit beautifully on my... Oh, oh look, wow. I've got a tall boy glass wow. that I made wow. myself. Oh, wow. That wow. I made myself because nobody ever sent me one. No. <laughs> Here we go. Wow. I thought I'd make one too. Yeah. Have it's label, like... will travel. Look at that. <laughs> yes, That's it. it. You know. Now, it does look particularly good. Now, I promise you, we will make them. Uh, the point I should make, actually, is my wife makes the glasses, so it's really a nudge in her direction. I've got a feeling I'm going to be in trouble when Matt shows us his glass. So, Je <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, or Joyce, sorry, tell, tell, tell us about what you've done. Well, on my tall boy glass tonight, I've got a wee Scottish thistle, because, let's face it, we've all had a drink with a few pricks before in our time, so... <laughs> I thought we'd have a drink with a wee prick tonight. Oh. <laughs> or three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt, that excluded you, by the way. It's just yeah. three of us before yeah, you start getting it. Just a <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's one of my garnishes tonight. And I've got my tall boy gin in here. So I've got a different garnish for the Alsatia gin. Mm, I also have nice. a different garnish. But there's a bit of a theme with my garnishes. But, hey. Um, it's oh, interesting. There's also a terrible smell of burning in this room. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, flame and alcohol. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Quite rightly so. So, Matt, then, uh, get get me in trouble. Share, share your oh, old glass. Can you see that? The old toy glass there? Yes, we yeah. see that. Uh huh. We see Gen that. Generally has beer in it normally, but um, you know, I've made this join, join the gin. Tasting for tonight. That's very, that's very nice. Tallboy Radio Brandy Glass, Matt. Where'd you yeah. get that from? Well, it got <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I, I popped. Sorry, I popped around to somebody's house, and it, it was there waiting for me. But it was given to you as a gift for it being was. a guest on the podcast. And uh, if you don't mind me saying, Dave, I think the the letter T is coming coming off, so it's going to soon yeah. be All Boy Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a completely different podcast. <laughs> Very different podcast. <laughs> so, 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 Adam, Adam and Gaz. So, why has Matt got a really nice tall boy radio glass, and Jenny and Joyce have had to basically print, cut, cut out, and stick on theirs? Steam off, steam off, steam off the bottle. Steam off. We had to steam it off the miniature. Listen, oh, yep. it off. Wow, look at yep. that. 
You need to I'll, I'll, I'll have them bottles back. Send them back in the post. That's it. You can reuse them. Waste not, what not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you need, I'll have a word with Kim. She's been she's been stalling on. The yeah, come on, Kim. Pull your finger out. Needs to get together. She's upstairs. Dude. Just keep your voice down. <laughs> Kim, do not take the blame. We know. No, no listen, she won't trust me. She won't trust me. <laughs> so the purpose of this podcast, like I say, when we ever come across some fantastic gins, we always think of you guys. Glassware, not so much. But <laughs> when we see a fantastic gin, we always want to share it with you. So we shared the Edge gin with you as well. Yeah. And this one, obviously... You know, we were honoured. We've had Matt on the podcast, and God bless him. He made a Tallboy Radio podcast, GNN. It was sold at the All Sager Carnival here. You know, I bought some as well. Probably the only one to buy some, but that's by the by. But we wanted you guys to try it because, because it is a fantastic gin. So, Matt, did you want to tell us a little bit about the process about it? Tell us the, about the botanicals and everything that went into it as well. Yeah, I can I can list out the botanicals, and, and it was um, it was actually a gin we make for a company up the road, and when we bottle it, you never have full, you know, accurate. It's always you always have a bit left over. So literally, I, I've bottled that for you. So it's um, the gin we do for the military arms in Sandbach. So it was just a little bit left over. So I thought I'd put in some miniatures, do a quick label, drop them off at your house. <laughs> that was really it. The recipe. If you want to do the recipe, we have the obviously the obligatory juniper berries, and then we have coriander seeds that uh, Joyce uh, guessed on earlier, and uh, we have cardamom, we have cube cube pepper. Angelica root, licorice root, orris root, and cassia bark. That is the recipe for that gin. Mm-hmm. And if you buy um, the military arms gin, the recipe's all, all over that. So. Yeah. yeah. And is it 42% ABV? It is. is, that? is. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's quite a quite a strong one. It's nice. Mm. Yeah, so, we generally, that's the, I think that might be the, the weakest uh, gin we actually produce well, at 42. We're generally a bit higher than that. Yeah, I think the flavor the flavor profiles would generally sort of dissipate the more water you put into it. Yeah, yeah. So we keep the strength quite high. Yep, nice. I was just going to say, Jenny, did you know that was forty two percent from tasting it? (laughs) I wish I could see (laughs) you. That was in the green room earlier, Dave. But obviously, you were too busy having fun elsewhere to to pick that bit up. No, I looked at the label and it said 42%. Okay. I'd be worried if it wasn't 42%. I'd be scrambling. Yeah. I would be if I could tell the ABV just by a few sips, I'd be good. I wouldn't be on here, I tell you that. What are you trying to say? Yeah. Sure, we should take that. But yeah, what, what, one of the things, one of the reasons that Matt also chose this gin is because the last time he was on and we talked about the All Sage gin, I'm very, I'm very, very fond of that gin, but I like a gin with lots of coriander in it. And this one, like you say, the mm. coriander in it, you can really taste the profile. So, guys, yeah. we'll open it up to you and get, let you give you your opinion. And please be kind, because he is on the podcast. <laughs> so, Carol and I, the other alchemist, the one that isn't here, we were judges this year for the Gin Cooperative Scottish Gin Awards. Okay. Which was fascinating, because although 
Carolyn, well, we all have completely different palates and we're quite upfront about that. To actually have criteria to drink and taste to was fascinating. We learned loads and actually it was also quite hard work and it took about 45 minutes to do each one. So I thought I'd do the tall boy one just like I did for the Scottish Gin Awards. So first of all, you do it neat and uh, nose first. So nose, I got uh, citrus and juniper, very strong coming through. Mouthfeel neat, very oily, which is good because it really coats the mouth. It was so good and oily that I'm saying to my husband, put this in your mouth, put it in your mouth. Feel how much it, it coats. That's yeah. Absolutely great mouth coating. Uh, neat, the taste, I found it spicy, warm. I found it cinnamony with an undercurrent of orange on the swallow. So a wee citrus kick on the swallow. With tonic, yes, the, the nose was, the coriander opened up as soon as you put the tonic in. Yeah. So on the yeah. nose, I really got the coriander as soon as I added the tonic. The mouthfeel was, again, the oily consistency mm -hmm. stayed, which was good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't watered down by the tonic at all. So a really good coating that stayed long. Again, coriander, warm, autumn flavour, spicy. And I said it had a lingering citrus swallow. So you got that citrus, but it actually stayed. It didn't dissipate too quickly. So all in all for me, this is a classic autumn gin. I would want it now. I'd either garnish it with orange or maybe a wee cinnamon stick. Um, mm. But to be honest, it doesn't need any garnish. It's really good as it is. So I am loving the Tall Boys Gin. Thank you. Hey. We, may, we may have to buy a bigger bottle and make a bigger bottle. Maybe. 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 Toasted marshmallows. I felt there was something that I couldn't quite put my finger on, but I think you mentioned the cardamom. And I yeah, think neither is that je ne sais quoi. So needless to say, I wasn't a judge because I can be bored. <laughs> <laughs> 45 minutes to drink a five milliliter. Nah. Uh, <laughs> you were the other side of the desk, just you just literally glugging it away. Yeah, I was like, this isn't going to be this isn't for me. So um no, but that for me, um, I don't know if you've ever tasted tankery malacca. Oh yeah. Oh my God, it's amazing. Bit. It, it's not like it because tankery malacca, depending on what you put in it, changes dramatically. So you can put, uh, what am I trying to think? Rose, um, a rosy rose petal yeah. um, garnish in and it makes it very floral and you put in cardamom pods and it, it makes it quite like this. But this is still very distinctive. I think this is a lot warmer than the tankery malacca. Um, and as you say, it's the licorice for me, the licorice root for me, and the cardamom that I get. I don't get the citrus, but I don't have a citrus palate at mm -hmm. all. So, yeah, I really, really liked it. But I got different from you, Joyce. Yeah. I got the, the warmth coming from the cardamom and the, the licorice root. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Joyce, when you yep. say it's got an oily taste, I mean, there's not oil in it, is there? No, it's an oily texture. So the mouth feel, it feels oily, which is good for a gin. You want it to feel oily and you want it to also look oily. So if you pour it into your glass and swirl it around, you want it to coat the glass a little bit because that will stay, that flavouring of the gin, will, the oil will stick to your mouth and stay. So you'll, you'll keep tasting it for longer. So okay. it feels oily. So mouth feel is one of the 
judging categories, which I'd never really taken into account before. But when you, when you really stop and take your time to swirl it around, hold it, Jenny, aye, <laughs> and just hold it in your mouth and then move it around, but you can feel it really coating. So neat, it really coats the mouth. It's a lovely, smooth, velvety, oily texture. So what, what makes it feel like that as opposed to just drinking water, say? Um, well, I... I don't do the distillery stuff, so I don't know all the technical bits. Carol, the chemist, would be able to have a great discussion with you, I'm Matt. I'm sure Matt might, might be able to tell you. <laughs> um, I don't know, but that's what I want, because quite often when I was tasting the gins, I'd go, oh, God, that's watery. And it literally washes and goes, oh, gone. Or there was one gin I tasted, and the mouthfeel was dry. It sucked my cheeks yeah. in. It was horrible. So I want an oily gin. I don't know if that is... Uh, a criteria you're striving for, Matt, is it? I don't know. Well, we, we, we sat down with the, the guys who, who we make it for and, and they wanted a, a London dry gin. They were looking really for sort of more of a juniper forward London mm -hmm. dry, which I think is getting that, that oily sort of mm -hmm. flavour is from the junipers mm -hmm. predominantly in the still. Well, it's, it's very interesting you point out that um, citrus, you got citrus, uh -huh. but there isn't actually any citrus in this. No. Gin, whereas whereas our core sandbatch gin that we make is is just full of citrus uh -huh. so it's a real contrast between the two flavor yeah. profiles obviously. and as i say it's a real it's it's a very low undercurrent of citrus so i don't know sometimes i have a wee bit of a kind of synesthesia i would describe gins as color and that's a definitely kind of orangey color an autumn okay. color okay yeah so, yeah so that's the other one that i've tried it's not the same colour. It's a different colour to me. <laughs> That's interesting. That is interesting when you're describing that sort of synesthesia way. What I will say is, so, you know, I've said in the past, I'm not the biggest fan of Negronis because basically the gin isn't the star of the show. So I'm drinking a Negroni tonight, which is made with the Tallboy Radio gin. And the one thing I would say about this is I love when I mix it with the tonic, you get that coriander taste. And that's one thing I said to Matt about his gin. And he's all said, you know, I think absolutely fantastic. But when you mix it in a Negroni, it does change the flavour of it. And I get a real citrusy taste with this mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would almost say, you know, I wouldn't, I was I was leaning more towards wintry than autumnal. Uh -huh. But I know exactly mm -hmm. what you're saying. And, I, and you do get that flavour of this, don't you, guys? Yeah. And, and uh, you see, I, I'm not a huge, and, and I've probably said on the last time, the, the, the alchemist with this, I'm, I'm not a huge gin drinker. So my, my palate for gin isn't, even as good as yours and certainly nowhere near Joyce's and Jenny's and, and Matt's obviously so um but I, I I it's there's definite I would say rather than being orange I would say it's like an autumnal like a brow like a brownie orangey that, if, if if I was going to describe it as a color mm -hmm. it would be that um I don't get loads of floral mm -hmm. uh, I don't get loads load don't get loads of citrus I can get the aroma I, I get a little bit cinnamony, uh -huh. and I can I can get that in in you know when in the aroma. That, that, may, that may come from the cassia bark, which mm -hmm. is a certain right. kind of a cinnamon sort of yeah in, in the yeah. whole park. So yeah. yes, uh, but uh, I mean that's easily you know for somebody that doesn't drink a, a vast amount of gin uh, as a Negroni that I mean that that's lovely, mm. really really pleasant. Yeah. It could also come from the marzipan that was right. <laughs> no, I made sure I, 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 made sure I actually tasted from the other side of the glass, so it's not that. 
Uh, it's too late. You've already rimmed a glass. You've already <laughs> done your rimming. So. <laughs> Well, we got we got through twenty minutes. You know, we have tried to like Negronis. We really have. Yeah. I tell you. So, tell got... me what's in your Negroni. How did you make it? So, can, I just, can is... I just ask Adam before you start? What the what? heck is a Negroni? <laughs> He's about to tell you. Negroni is a gin-based. <laughs> cocktail okay and if you're going to make it a cocktail at home i'm going to tell you now this is one of the easiest cocktails you can make because it is fit so it's got 50 centiliters of oh not 50 centiliters, five centiliters <laughs> 50 millimeters of, of gin in it sorry and the same measurement of a rosso vermouth and then the same measurement again of campari so that's what's in the negroni i can tell you i've been drinking i've been drinking a lot of negronis recently and they're I'm, I'm loving them. I, it, it was one of those ones when I first tasted it. I, I like the taste, mm -hmm. but being a fan of gin, I wasn't a fan that the gin wasn't the star of the show. But the more you get used to them, the more you get the little nuances of the different gin. So I've I had some which I had a bottle of, of Gordon's knocking around, and I made some with that. And then I've got a bottle of this as well, guys. We're going to hold it up to the camera there, which is a bottle of Forge gin, which again is is a winter theme gin, mm. which was. If you oh, if yeah. you're a member of oh, the yeah. craft gin yep. club, mm -hmm. yeah, it's that is the uh, the gin for this month. And I've got to tell you, mm. it's it was really really good in a Negroni. So, you yeah, see, I think I the reason them. you're you're liking them is because you're drinking a lot of them and you're actually just pissed all the time. Because <laughs> alcohol with alcohol with more alcohol. That is basically a Negroni. Just, <laughs> just keep layering that alcohol, just yep, keep putting just more keep on. You've caught me out. I really love that Negroni. I'm going to have another one. Yeah, I think that's well, you the, see that, the, that's the, the clue. One. The clue is there's a bottle of gin just by the side of his chair. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, exactly, it, that's his work exactly. office. Chair. <laughs> yeah, it's been another productive day in the office today. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're 100 right. Interesting because I've had some, and I've seen people making, and you can make Negronis with all sorts of different ingredients. Um, so. Obviously, the red vermouth is the one, and then um, the, the, you can make it with Campari or you can make it with different bitters. But I've seen people making Negronis with really, like that forged and like your own gin, really, really nice gin. And I think, God, that's a waste of a nice gin. <laughs> I think it has, it does have an impact on the, the end result of the Negroni, but for me, it's a waste of a good gin. Me too. Uh, I know. I'm not, I'm not going to convince you guys. I knew, I knew no, I was no, going to go against the battle yeah, tonight. Yeah, losing battle there, dude. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'll tell you one person who we have delivered a bottle of the Tallboy Radio Gin to. That'd be interesting to know if he's tasted it. David? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that silence oh, is deafening. Um, no, uh, because I, I don't drink. Uh, and I was saving it until such time as I do drink again. Very good. Very good. That's you could just move it up and we wouldn't have occasion. You could just have said, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> 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 to, to be honest, I, I probably could taste it. I, I was, um, it's not gin, but re, my brother lives in America, in Illinois, and he sent over some beers. And, and at the weekend, we had a load of friends around. I've been waiting for someone to come around who does drink so we could try these beers. And it was the um s'mores milk stout oh, yeah. and the mint stout 
and yeah. they were absolutely disgusting. So yeah, I'm, yeah. when I say I don't drink, I, 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 you know, I'm not some sort of purist, alcohol yeah. AA sort of non-drinker. I just don't drink. So I tasted them, but God, they were vile. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not saying that's why I'm not tasting the gin. By the way, Matt, <laughs> there's, there's no mint in it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe there should be a gin maybe. with some mint in it. Well, yeah. no, there is a gin with there mint is... in it. Uh huh. Go on. Yeah. Uh, so Aracher, Aracher gin. So if you were on, oh no, you wouldn't hit Aracher on your way up to Inverness. So it's uh, the top of Loch Lomond. Um, yep. It's okay. a place called the Slange. You can stop for a meal. You can park your motorhome, anything like that. They make their own gin, and it's called. It was called Aracher Alps gin. Uh, yes, Aracher Alps. Yep. Uh -huh. Yep. So yep. we got a bottle. I really liked it. Jenny's like, nah. No, because do you know, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe this. It smelled. It it tasted to me like earth. You know when you're me and you make um, mud pies out of like dirt in the garden. <laughs> That's yeah. what it tastes like. Yeah. Too much gin, Jenny, I think. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. enough gin. Not enough. Moment last gin. Wasn't, yeah. uh, wasn't nice. I don't know. It could have been that I didn't have enough tonic. I might have had too much tonic actually. I might have had too much tonic in it. I don't know. Um, and to be fair, I only had one drink of it, so um, I didn't get a chance to sample any more. But Nah, it just wasn't for me. But it could have been oh. my proportions. Other, other, other than the obvious answer that it, it potentially waters down the gin, for, for the perhaps the uninitiated listener, what? how would you describe the relationship between the gin and the tonic? Because obviously certain tonics are um, designed to bring out certain flavours of the gin. And in terms of the amount of tonic, because you go to some places and what they do is you have a gin and then you have a tonic and the bartender goes, woo, 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 and then oh, literally takes a lot. And you're like, no, 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 don't do no, that sort of thing. Exactly. So if you could just explain to maybe yeah. people that don't understand that, the, yeah. the sort of relationship between the tonic and, and the gin. So ideally you should have one part gin, two parts tonic. Right. So depending on whether you've got a 25 CL measure or a 50 or whatever, that's that's the, the proportions. Most, well, not most people, a lot of people find that quite strong, that the, the gin still comes through. But if you've got a, a good gin, that's what you that's what you want. You want the, yes. the flavours of the, the gin to come through. Personally, right. we, well, personally, as in a collective Scottish alchemist, whenever we're doing our events, etc., we use a light gin. We always use Schweppes. Um, and we like that because it does let the flavours come through of the gin, because normally the, the gins that we're using are premium gins. They're really um, craft distillers, um, really unusual gins, and we don't want them drowned by floral tonics, Mediterranean tonics, lemon-based tonics, whatever. So we always try and use something that's just really, really light that will let right. the... Um, gin come through but you're absolutely right a, a barman pouring a whole bottle of tonic and yeah. especially if it's a bottle of something like fever tree which is a big big bottle yeah. uh, oh god that makes me, that breaks my heart but actually yeah, you, you because that right, bottle yeah. of fever tree if you're getting a, a a 50 what am i saying a 50 cl serve um that bottle of fever tree is 200 so it should do two 50 cl serves and if you're only getting a wee 25 yeah. Then it should do four drinks, and wow. a barman is tipping that into one yeah. 
measure. Oh, God. And but what you see, you see the great big glasses. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Matt, go on. No, you're just saying you, you destroy the flavour profile. So yep. all yep. of the yep. craft that all of the craft that's gone into it is just yep. thrown yep. out, out just to the cool. window because yep. Yep. you've you've drowned it with with a, a, a tonic, generally a, yeah. a generic one. So yeah, and then we get people coming to events and going, "Oh, I don't like a gin and tonic because it's too tonicky." But that's because every gin they've had's been drowned in tonic, yeah. probably by yeah. some uneducated bar persons so. and, and 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 in terms of ice so obviously you go to some places and you see you know your big goblet sort of um glasses so your gin glasses and what you'll do is you you have a couple of berries in there maybe you'll have a gin in there then the barman will go there you go there's the whole tonic and then they'll throw some ice in there as well and all of a sudden you've got this like perhaps one shot of gin and you've got a huge great big sort of yep. goblet glass and you're like mm-hmm. really sort of thing so yeah. w- w- would you i mean ice yes no or oh, yes yes definitely yes. Because it opens up the flavour profile as well. Right. Um, yeah. When I can, I would keep the gin that I'm currently drinking in the fridge. So that lasts um, about 10 minutes, yeah? Sorry? So that bottle right. lasts about 10 minutes, then you yeah, go to the next yeah, one, yeah, you just yeah, got to yeah. just a conveyor belt. Absolutely. <laughs> that is it. Keep forgetting I've given myself away on previous shows. <laughs> we, we, we know you so well now, Jenny. There's no hiding here. <laughs> but yeah, because again, it opens up the, the sort of flavour profile. Um, so yes, ice in the right quantities, um, but not so much that it's going to melt. And then you're left with a glass of water and tonic and a tiny yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And not so little that it doesn't chin, chill the the drink so we always joke where I live in the town of Peebles that there's an ice shortage because you literally go into a bar and they give you two bits of ice and your gin and tonic and I'm like is there an ice shortage in Peebles who knew so I've always got to ask for more ice because they haven't got enough it, it two bits lasts two minutes and right. it's chilled it's not opened up and the drink's warm before you know it and um, but just going back to the tonic we were at the gin and gin to my tonic show on Saturday. And there's a, a distiller there who really introduced us to craft with his beautiful gin. And he said, oh, I've just got some new mixers on board. Try this gin with these new oh. mixers. God. Oh, my God. It killed one of our favourites. He destroyed his own gin. Uh-huh. Really? He destroyed yeah. his own gin by putting a cranberry and ginger tonic mixer. in it. And it's a beautiful um, craft gin that's aged in oak caskets. It is a stunning gin, and he just destroyed it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow. oh my god! All, all of um, all of our gins are made to be drank on their own. The initial the initial yep. product is produced in that way, and then yeah. the tonic. We work out what tonic goes best uh-huh. after after we're happy with the recipe. So yeah, we, yeah. we make we make it as though it could be drunk on its own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I can tell. I can. Yeah, I can tell you. I've tried a number of Matt gins, and that is true from all. And we'll probably get to the Christmas spirit one that he made a bit later that he was kind enough to drop off on the on the weekend for me to try as well. And I've got to tell you, that one was absolutely fantastic. But interesting to say, when we go back to what you were saying there in terms of the gin to the tonic mix, so I was over in Texas in the summer with my cousin. I took a bottle of the All Sage Gin over there, the full size one. I promised Matt that I would. And so there is a bottle there sat in my cousin's bar in <laughs> San Antonio in Texas. So my wife said, go and mix one for us. And when I mixed it, I mixed it to that exact ratio. One part gin, two parts. I said, no, 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 that's not how you do it. It's like, trust me, 
that is when you really get the flavor of the gin coming yeah. through yeah. and that all sage gin as well for me i think is a phenomenal one i've said before it is it is way up there if i was going to make a list of my top five gins that one is absolutely in it so as I smoothly segue on to the next Ooh. gin that you've got right, there. On. I need to add my ice to my old sage gin. <laughs> I've put I'll my be... ice in. I've, I've got no more wanky big ice cubes. I'm in normal size ice cubes now. So you finish it? No, I won't say that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. no do not say that. <laughs> you never even noticed. <laughs> I do have a new garnish, though. Okay, oh. let's hear about it. Okay. Yeah. Oh. 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 That's cool. Quite similar to my second garnish that I now seem to have lost somewhere. It can be a dog. <laughs> it can be a polar bear. It can actually be whatever you want, but it sure as hell won't actually go with any gin. I'm sure. What's <laughs> yeah. it made of, Joyce? Oh, yeah. Here's mine. Mine so it's is. Made of, uh, hang on a minute, you. All right. It's made of, <laughs> it's made of marshmallow, um, with. Cut up licorice, all sorts for his nose and eyes and ears. Wow, brilliant! And, and just, just so, so I'm clear, because the, the people listening won't know that you guys are just putting daft things in your gin. But what's the point of that? Why, why are you doing? We're not that? putting them in our gins. We would wow. not ruin the gin. <laughs> well, we, like, we like to play a game on Instagram, and we use a hashtag called Garnish Watch because ah, there's so many, as Jenny yeah. would say, wanky garnishes in gins. <laughs> That do not enhance the gin or <laughs> like that. <laughs> don't enhance the flavor of the gin. And people put them on and go, Oh my God, isn't that amazing? Yeah, but how are you going to drink that? Because something like this would poke your eye out. Um, yeah. yeah, and it I, doesn't enhance the gin. So, my, a similar yeah. little marshmallow pumpkin, which I'm not going to toast because the smell of burning is actually too much. Um, and it is. <laughs> I'll be sick. Um, so, uh, but that's <laughs> you don't want me to be sick live on the. No, <laughs> ideally not. No, pre preferably not. So, is is there ever is there ever proper garnishes that you yes. can have? Oh, yes. Yep. So, yep. so this is what we do in our tastings. We give people two garnishes. We give them the choice of two. We teach them how to taste the gin. So. At the very start, when we were in the, in the green room, you won't remember that, Mark, uh, David, because you didn't turn up. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, when we were in the green room and we were talking with Matt about the flavours, so we taste it. We don't ever tell anybody what the botanicals are. You know, people will say, what are the botanicals? What's in it? And we'll say, well, you taste it and we'll teach you how to work out what flavours you get. And from the flavours you get, because everybody's palate's different, We'll give you two garnishes. One will dial up something and one will dampen down something. So um, a classic one we used at a 50th birthday party. We we always use craft gins. Um, we always use high quality gins, except when it's a 50th birthday party and they're just wanting to get lathered. So we used a Whitley Neal rhubarb and, was it rhubarb and ginger or something like that? Ginger eyes, something like that, yeah. One of these flavoured gins. Um, and we took raspberries and we took mint. So we got them to taste it and they, oh yeah, I like that because it tastes a bit sweet, it's a bit this, right? So if you like the sweetness, pop in the raspberries. If you don't like the sweetness, pop in the mint. Two completely different gins. And they were absolutely astounded because 
your garnish will change the flavour of it. So that's what we do in our, our tastings. We will teach you to taste and then to choose the right garnish. So yeah. um, I've got my husband really well trained. He goes into any pub and says, Joyce, will have this. No garnish because they, they never get it right. They throw lemon and lime in everything. Yeah. And if yeah. it's very gin, you just don't want lemon and lime in that. Yeah. So I would prefer to have a gin with no garnish rather than something that kills my gin. So, yeah, get your garnish right. Don't use it for photographic or poises. <laughs> so stop being a tosser and, and yes. use something yes. sensible. Exactly. Yes. Okay, yes. fair enough. Yeah. Solid advice. Oh, this is a lovely gin. This so the, the Alsatia gin. So my, my husband went yeah. to Crew Alsatia College. Oh, did he? Oh, right. Yeah, and he said to me, do you want me to get my Alsatia rugby top out and you can put it on? And I said, uh, not so much. From <laughs> when, when was that from? Like 1997? Nine, yeah. Careful, careful, Gary. Careful. Nine, 1997. Graduate. Right. He graduated in 85. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, where is it? He said, oh, it's out in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in that case. Yeah, where it belongs. <laughs> well, what he did say was, he's going to put your gin on the Crew and Alsasia College Facebook page. Oh, wow. oh brilliant. That's I shall exactly keep an eye out. The old students will be into, so yeah. Oh, very good, thank father you. father and sons will be drinking that, won't they? The, the, mm. the, the old sort of the ritual of past, sort of past mm. members of the college and the mm. university campus, they would come back and they would have the father and sons and it was basically yeah. just a piss up and if you didn't want to drink it and you'd say, right, son, come on, you, you and basically all the newbies, all the first years, they, they would just end up having to eat various things and drink various things and and, yeah. and and there was a hierarchy so there was a son there was a dad there was a granddad there was a great granddad and, and whenever yeah. you wanted to drink something it's like actually you know what? i don't fancy that right you can drink it and then somebody else again no nah, i don't fancy that you drink it and it's always a son at the bottom that ended up just drinking everything it was horrendous and it got banned it got banned in all stages just because there were so many people who were ill and pubs banned <laughs> father and sons and everything it was horrendous so so, so if he was part of that, then fair play to him. But if, you know, back in the day, he definitely, definitely would have would have taken part in that. Absolutely. Do you know? I don't know if that was a PE college thing because I was at an all girls PE college, and it was the same with us. I had a right. mother, a granny, and a great granny. Absolutely, yeah. And it yeah. just filters down. And, and if uh -huh. you're in the first year, then yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck surviving the night. <laughs> and your granny will take you home. Don't worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Daddy, though. <laughs> <laughs> so go on then. Tell us about this all stage, Jill. I'd love to hear your your opinions on that. Jenny, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go? Well, you know I'm the uneducated one, right? So <laughs> I think that's. Hmm, mm, mm. I cannot put my finger on it, but it, the tonic changes it completely. And you know what I get when I put the tonic in it? I get like a chocolatey undertone and I've got wee chocolate nibs down the stairs that come from another gin and I think if I put that in it it would draw that right out but again it, there's a real oily finish to it a real lingering taste in the mouth oh god there's something really strong at the front that I can't put my finger on though and again I want to say is there licorice root in it again mm, I don't know I don't know <clears throat> But it's a stronger one than the last one, definitely. Mm. I feel it's got it packs a wee bit more punch. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's forty four, forty four. So, so it, it 
do you want me to tell you what's in it? No, 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 so on the mouth, it's, again, oily, a really good coating, and it's a savoury, warm feel in the mouth. Um, the taste neat, herby, uh, wee bit peppercorny, wee bit cardamony. When I added the tonic, I felt it softened it and opened it up, and then I got much more of a coriander hit with the tonic. Um, much, it felt much softer, and just the the last mouthful i took there i went oh cucumber just soft green underneath do you know i would be tempted to put a wee bit cucumber in that as one of the garnishes i'd put a wee bit cucumber in um my second no you'd be wrong there (laughs) (laughs) i've never tried it with cucumber no just that very last mouthful it it was the it, it was a kind of soft I don't know how to describe it, a soft green herby, and I just suddenly thought, oh, cucumber, that, that's a nice, soft, gentle t- taste. So I'm not sure, I'd like, I'd experiment with cucumber. I'm not sure which I put in as my second garnish, but to me, that is a, a herby, it's a savoury gin. It's, I'd quite like to have that with a curry. Mm, yeah, I could see it with a curry. Right, Matt, go on, tell us. Well, well, you've said the word there, curry. The, it is it is very much um, coriander forward to almost the same level as juniper in the still, oh, just, just yeah. shy of the juniper quantity. So give you the idea with the amount of the coriander that's gone gone in there. Right. It, it, is, it is packed full of coriander. The other ingredients much stripped back or angelica licorice and orris root with cassia bark so it's very similar recipe to, to the previous gin but in this case it is far more coriander forward uh-huh. hasn't got the cardamom in it right um and it, and it, yeah it's and the strength is that couple of percent higher mm-hmm. so yeah full, it just gives Love it, it a more punch yep I definitely wouldn't use marshmallow as a garnish. Mm. <laughs> right uh, off that. Right off that. I don't think that, I'm using marshmallows as a garnish again, full stop. I don't think after that. <laughs> it, it's I'm going to so put my matches away now as well. Yeah, it's such a smooth gin too. It's so easy to drink. It, it is yeah. a very smooth gin. So sometimes you know what it's like when you dial up the, the ABV sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Some gins get a little bit rough, but not at all. It's beautifully smooth do you do a navy strength gin as well at winding river no no we've not really tackled that um mm. that would be the, interesting. the, the christmas the christmas gin is at 48 percent and oh, that's right. as strong yeah. as we go that's yeah. as strong as we go um we should really tackle a navy strength gin yeah because the, the sort of profile of these two i think would lend itself to a, a nice smooth navy strength yeah just yeah, basically pack a lot more of a punch mm. but yeah it's something we should be tackling, really, a, a Navy strength gin. Most most distilleries do one. Mm-hmm. So, I just uh, did These are good yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. This was, this was a recipe we developed quite a few years ago, um, and it's kind of been parked. So it's we decided to – we wanted to do an Old Sage gin. We felt it, it would be a good idea with a lot of events there, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So we – 
dug it back out, give it another go. Really liked it, and I just scaled it up onto the big still. Yeah. All of these, he's, all of these are made on an alembic still, copper mm-hmm. alembic right, still, yeah, yeah. which I think does change the flavor profile to mm. a copper still to a computerized still. Yeah. Totally. I do. I, I do think it's a different flavored gin when you use, yeah. when you use the yeah. traditional method. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's a computerized still? Sorry. It's like just... a like an ice still, or or you, there's a few there's a few type of stills where it's all just plug in and go. Really, I mean it, the computers will get everything very very much perfect, really, and from the percentages and everything. But the craft for me is in the alembic. The copper stills, and I think the copper produces that does produce that different flavor profile. I've tried, I've, t- I've, t- I've tasted gins from diff- both sides of the the fence, and and I've always gone for the traditional tasting gins. Again, just just for our sort of um, uninitiated, uneducated sort of listeners and me. Um, in terms of sort of um, storing gin, so once it's distilled, once it's ready. Is there a particular because you talk about sort of whiskey and you talk about like oak barrels and this that? Is there a particular storage vessel that that um, is it is it flavor dependent on the type of gin you produce? Is the type of storage that you store it in, or or is it like a standard? No, we we, we use we use stainless steel, um, right? Uh, drums. So so it, it comes out of the still around about seventy two percent, and then it we, we put into the stainless steel, and we water it down to bottling strength. So right, okay, that, and then we bottle it from the stainless steel drum, where where you're talking more of a sort of a whiskey sort of oak yeah. aged, which will change the profile again. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've and, seen and, gin, gins that have been put into barrels as well. Right. It changed the colour. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and that was more. I think the, the, the line I was going down is that you know, would it be the, the stainless steel, or what, would you do certain casks or certain oaks or certain woods that um, would, I assume be. would then change the, oh, yeah. the flavor and the profile oh, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. yeah. massively yeah. and and also when you do put it into a um, a barrel a wooden barrel you can't be 100% sure what the, the, the actual end product is going oh. to taste right. like because yeah. it's somebody else's barrel it's some other product in there from yeah. sure from, so, so our friends that um Strath, I'll give them a wee shout out Strathleven um distillery they make this gin that is well not stored in oak barrels, but it's it certainly passes through the oak barrel process, and <laughs> their whole thing is um, it it's it should taste of that oakiness. Mm. But you know these wee foam bananas you get, like you would maybe get them um, mm-hmm. for kids and things like that. You know you get the wee ten mm. p like bags yeah. and it's like a foam banana. That's what their gin tastes like. But that is not a bad thing. It is absolutely oh. beautiful. But they're you go marking, for that one. Oh, yes, yeah, an oak-aged gin, and we are saying, oh, it tastes like foam bananas. And they were like, it sounds like another gun. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not being funny there, Jenny. You, know, you should have seen Adam's face when you said that, because Adam's face lit up, and he thought, <laughs> I'm absolutely all over oh, that. Genuinely, oh, he's all over oh, that. Guilt, Jen. Guilt gin, yeah. leaving distillers. Yeah. You, you know Adam's listening back to that oh. and writing that down again. Oh, so you getting, know that. It's getting yeah. ordered, that is. It was the first gin that ever got us away from Gordon, Gordon's because it tasted of foam bananas. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Wow. 
I tell you what, I, I've got a question there, because one of the things you said about both gins is the oily texture. Now, Matt, when we had you on the podcast before, I seem to recall that when you talked about the distillation process, that when it goes pear-shaped, and you've not had this happen to you, that is when it is a very oily gin and the oils of the botanicals come through, it can make it cloudy, can't it? That, so that, that, that's something called louching. Louching, yeah. That's yeah. called louching. So, so like when you when you have a, an ouzo and you add water, Goes yeah. like so similar type of thing to that. It, mm -hmm. You need to know where to make the cuts. Mm -hmm. So the heads, hearts, and tails. The heads mm -hmm. is what you would discard. So our citrus gin, our sandbatch gin, contains a lot more oil. So we have to pull off a lot more of the heads before we go into the hearts. Where the Osage gin, we don't need to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you, Matt, you cannot use phrases like pull off and head. <laughs> Jenny's had a gin. Matt, you, you'll learn that Jen, Jen, jo, Joyce started laughing and Jenny's like literally trying to keep a poker face on her. Look at her, now she's gone. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> he, he knows when to pull off the head and then <laughs> you see a tear up and she and never lets me down every single time. <laughs> Think about the humour to the to the podcast. <laughs> oh, you can guarantee with the alchemist is humour, absolutely. It might be smutty humour, but it's there somewhere. Yeah. Interesting, interesting enough though. Bringing it back to the cloudy gin. So I did a gin school in the summertime, actually, for my birthday. I made my own gin, which was made juniper, coriander, angelica, fennel, star anise, licorice, nettle, Ooh, sarsaparilla. Nice. Ooh. And rowan berries, and it came in at 47.5%. Mm, I have to say, it tasted very much like Perno. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> a very heavy aniseedy flavor to it, but it came out perfect and clear. Now, my, my, my wife made one which had mangoes and I think star anise and things in it like that. And that one came out cloudy. And I can't, I, I think we had to leave it for about five or six weeks before it settled. But yeah, it was it was interesting, and I, and I did you know I made myself look like I knew I was on about when we were there, but it was based exactly on what Matt had said about the, the lounge. <laughs> I, I I remember I remember when I you know because I'd, I'd have been to the Edge Distillery a couple of times, and I remember when he he said he was going there, and and, and he had a fantastic day and a fantastic experience, and said it absolutely highly recommend it, and I'm sure that definitely a lot of the distilleries that you know we we've mentioned would probably do something similar in terms of yeah. being able to go there and and have a go sort of thing, but. I remember you sort of saying, you know, it, you really, really, really did have a good day and it was a great experience. And, you know, you, you come away with the product that you've created and you, you've effectively, you, you've you've chosen the flavours that would go in there and you get to taste it and this, that and the other. So, I mean, shout out to, to the, you know, the Edge Distillery. Yeah, 100%. You know, you, you had a fantastic day there, didn't you? Yeah, it's 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 a great concept, I think, when you get to make your own gin. You know, there's there, there's a risk it will go, like, say, with my wife's and you had to wait a while. To, to be fair, it tasted all right. Mine, I've got to be honest, I love Perno, so I thought it was fantastic. A bit strange with the time. I know you do, do A couple of bad experiences on Perno, so that's more than a few. Yeah, I think I was there for a couple of hours. You were definitely there for one. It was phenomenal. Opened the door to remind everybody about the time Jenny made her own gins. Oh, of course. The floral snatch. Indeed. Which was so much better than our first iteration, which was called Tadger's Hole. It was yeah. rough. <laughs> the Tadger's Hole was rough, but the floral snatch was beautifully smooth. <laughs> Dave, would you be interested in trying any floral snatch? Have you tasted Jenny's floral snatch, David? 
Um, I, I think that. not. <laughs> He's such an innocent boy. I'll tell. I'll say it for him. He loves a good snatch. I'm telling you. On a, he, he, he won't admit it, and he'll go all dead embarrassed now. But he loves a good snatch, does Danny? But is that a floral or a spicy snatch? Which you know. There's a reason. I, there's a reason I gave up drinking. <laughs> and it's people like us. People like us, isn't it? People like us. Yeah, yeah. People like us. Unfortunately, it was a micro batch that it was has again seen the light of day. <laughs> Such a shame. I know. Well, I did one more and garnish tonight. I was trying. I was cutting up my garnishes this afternoon, and I made a garnish. And I said to my husband, "I'm going to make a kind of Halloweeny type one, and I think it'll look like." Halloween eyes. And oh, said, wow. Um, oh, okay, I can see yeah, what yeah. looks like. Jenny, don't say it. Don't you say it, Jenny. <laughs> My husband said it as a pair of tits. Joyce, just, just a quick question. Do, do, is your husband a sort of gin drinker? Does he drink a lot of gin? Because obviously you, you, you drink a lot. He's a gin user. Right. He's a whiskey drinker. Um, okay. So the only I have tried really hard to find a gin that he likes, and the only one I found that he likes is Tanqueray Malacca, which you right. cannot get anymore for love nor money. Um, you used okay. to be able to buy it in duty free, and we would bring in liters at a time. Can't get it anywhere at the moment. Really? Um, so he's a whiskey drinker. So he is converting me to whiskey because I like the game of guess the flavor. So I do the same. Right. I do the all that. I don't ever want a full drink of whiskey, but I like to play the game. Um, I got him a thing called the Dram Team, so he gets a box of samples every month. Oh, yeah. and we taste them together, and there's a wee card with what you get in it. And I said, you know, don't tell me, don't tell me, let me guess. Okay, so it's a, it's a marmalade smell, and oh, there's apricots and there's peaches. And you will go, oh, my God, you've got a 7 out of 10. I, I like wow. the game, but I don't ever want a full drink of whiskey. Yeah, okay. Now, I'm just curious, obviously, because you know uh-huh. you, you you guys do gin. I was just wondering whether or not you'd sort of converted him to gin as such, or he he's just. I mean, well, to be fair, I mean, whisk, whiskey in Scotland is you know there's, 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 a, there's a couple of good choices up there, and there's so there, there really is one or two. Yeah, there's probably one or two bad ones as well, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of very good ones. I mean, we lived thirty years in England. We lived all our working life in England. And he yeah. couldn't drink whiskey, and it was only really when he came back to Scotland he learned wow. to drink whiskey, and now he loves it. Whereas in England he would just have been a beer drinker. So yeah, interesting. yeah. okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Well, there's there's one last year I want to talk about, and guys, you held up the bottle earlier, so yeah. yeah so Matt, you've just made a Christmas gin. Did you want to tell yeah. the good folks about that? Because yeah. obviously that's available to purchase at the moment. That's uh, that's a bigger version of it. That's the bit the fifty cl bottle. So that is our third year in a row. We produce same recipe, and we change the branding for put the year on. Change make it a bit more Christmas each year, and do this, that, and the other. But it's um, very much a um a winter spiced gin so the the recipe is on the bottle so we got a lot of cardamom in there cumin um cloves nutmeg vanilla it's Ooh. got a lot of ginger the ginger pulls through mm-hmm. really well through the still yeah. we don't add anything to this gin but um the, for london dry in theory it's, it's got um 
It's got a big flavour profile coming through, which which we love, and we keep the strength at forty eight. So Ooh, it's nice. um, got a great winter winter strength about it. Um, this one, going back to what we said earlier, this one actually pairs really well with a Clementine tonic oh, or, right, yeah. or a yeah. ginger ale. Yeah, see that. So yeah, we we, yeah. we do at the events we do we do offer it up with those two. Mm-hmm. And could you have it just as a sipper? Do you think? Yes. Has it got a big yes. enough profile just to sip yes. over ice? Yeah, yeah. That's that again. Like that's it. what that's what we do when we develop the develop the products. We make sure we can drink them on their own first, yeah. Uh, yeah. if that's it's how you want it, and then tonics make it a longer drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's so that, that went live at the weekend, so we've got a lot of events coming up. So we'll be. Uh, so do you do that. a limited run of that? Is yes. That, yeah. Yes. It's yeah. A one. It's one run. Yeah. It's just one run. So it's not. It's not a massive volume. So we're doing each and in. Well, we do fifty cl this year. We, we've gone a bit bigger. We normally use twenty five cl mm. bottles, but um, I thought we'd try it as a fifty cl this year. So here we go. Yeah. Oh, that sounds excellent. Does it sounds yeah. fab? Yeah. Yeah. I Adam, Adam seems to like it. So. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, first of all, it's right in my right in the ballpark when you're talking about forty eight percent. So it's spot on for me. But when you add it to a tonic, like you say, that it pulls that mandarin flavour through, or that you know that there's a slight orangey tint to it. Just yeah. the tonic, so you know, I'll, I'll definitely yeah. we will find ourselves at one of the craft fairs that or the different places that you'll be selling it over. I'll be picking up a bottle of that. I'd like to try it, like you say, with a tangerine or a mandarin tonic. I yeah. think that'll be absolutely think, phenomenal. Yeah, I think that might be quite nice in a Negroni because of the warmness and the Campari and all that might be a nice for me that doesn't like a Negroni, but that might be quite a nice Negroni. <laughs> I like the I'll idea. I'll let you know. That... I'll keep you posted. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm intrigued to know. I'm intrigued to know. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say what. What I think what we'll do is I think we 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 should potentially purchase something and maybe send it and north of the border and let it wind its way up north of the border and let you guys sort of have a little sort of we we taste and see see what you think and um mm-hmm. I, I think we, we we spread the love and all of that so i think that that'd be quite quite a good thing so um good. yeah obviously the, the three you guys north of the border you know expect perhaps a bottle of their their sort of christmas gin on Ooh. and we'll, we'll we'll send that up to you guys and, and let you have a little sort of christmas present christmas treat okay. just on just on tall boy radio and will there be any glasses in that package? Oh, absolutely not. Well, it depends. On, it depends on the kids. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll not wash them. Joyce's labels no. have got glass. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll throw the labels. The three or four that you've got, Matt. Just just package them up and. Have you got? Have you got a letter T? Do you have a letter T anyway? We, we, <laughs> we got a T, but we might have a letter T. So, so it Andy, will be varnish, it'll be fine. Yeah, Andy's occasionally on the podcast, so basically we give him, we gave him the glass, and we, under the strict instructions, don't put it in the dishwasher. Yeah, don't so, dishwash it. Yeah. So his says all art or radio on ast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll learn eventually. So we're up around about the hour mark. So I'll be interested, Matt, then, if you want to share out a few of the places, if you know them off the top of your head right now, where you, where people can get hold of you and where they can find your gin over the over the next couple of weeks. Um, okay, well, this weekend we are at Sandbach 
Maker's Market, showcasing our Sandbatch gin and all, and all of our liqueurs. We do liqueurs as well, um, so a lot of seasonal liqueurs. Um, Sunday, we're at Victoria Baths in Manchester, which is the, the heritage building in Manchester for their winter fair. We make a gin for them, um, a bergamot forward gin. So uh, that that's a really, really popular place to exhibit. And then we do, we are in Olsager for the Olsager light switch on again. And we've got an event in Olsager in December as well. So um, a little Christmas event. So uh, probably best to direct messages and we'll give you give you a list. We're at quite Perfect. a few places coming Perfect. up. Ideal, absolutely ideal. Brilliant. So ladies, where, where can people find you? Have you got any events coming up? Because you guys have been really busy. I've been following you on Instagram. You've been really busy. Well, you can find us next weekend in Venice. Yes. Oh, wow. oh okay. Oh, I, well, dear. Something more for polo gin. Um, but, oh. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, other than that, December is purely um, personal gratification. establishment in the east and west of Scotland. Well, we are, we are going to see Sweet in concert. So that's okay. a blast from the past. I think there's oh. only one member of Sweet left alive. You go to various places and it's like, it's like, oh, here's one of the original four tops. There must be about 40 original four tops around the way. Like, oh, here's one of the original ones. Like, God, are you not 100 yet? Surely you'd, you know, you get yeah. on it. We've got no more uh, formal events lined up for the end of this year. So, right. uh, yeah, we're just winding down for Christmas now. So, nice Perfect. Time. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you I've got booked, and it's not till summer next year, though. So I'm booked to do a cruise up through the Norwegian fjords. Ooh. And the ship I'm on is the Iona, and they produce their own gin on what? board the ship. They have a distillery on board. It's called oh, wow. Marabel Gin. So basically, what you're saying is, is Joyce and Jenny are going to see you on there because, like, their faces both <laughs> lit up. They're like, oh my God. Write yeah. that down. Write yeah, not DM. Yeah, DM, 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 DM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 quite unique, yeah. isn't it? Like, uh, yeah. which, which produces. Do, do you own... think they're using seawater? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a bit salty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, might not taste very much. Yeah, yeah. But so that brings us round about the hour mark. Dave, have you learned much about gin as a man who drinks little? Um. Not really, no. I still don't know whether gin actually has oil in it or just has... Uh, <laughs> oh, it doesn't have oil in it. <laughs> it's oil from the botanicals. So it, so it does have oil then. Sorry? It does have oil. So it does have oil in there. Well, it does, but they're oh, not, it it's not... Nobody puts not. oil in. Well, yeah, I knew that, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> You were kind of one minute it's oil, and the next minute there's no oil. And then Matt talking well, about it, oil some as well. Well, specifically, some of the botanicals will have more oil in them. So, like a citrus peel or something like that would would generally have more oil in it than, say, I don't know, um, the cassia bark that we mentioned. Maybe uh, you know. So, so it depends on the recipe. Yes. On the recipe. All right. So there we go. I've learned something now. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I hope I've hope made your evening, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a learning day. Every day's a learning day. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So we will leave it to our guests to close out first. Matt, thank you very much for sharing your gins no with us. No I'm pleased to say they've got the reception that they deserve because they are fantastic gins. Thank if you. You are interested and you listen to this. Drop Matt at the end. Find out where he's going to be. He's obviously going to be at the All Saints of Light Switch on. I think I'm going to be at that event. Unfortunately, I'm working next weekend, so I can't come up to Sandwich. But I can tell you now, I've tried a number of his products and his Christmas gin is phenomenal, worth a go. That All Sage gin for me, like I said, is genuinely in my top five. I absolutely love that. It's a fantastic product. But did you want to say your goodbyes to our listeners, Matt? Yeah, just uh, thanks for everybody tonight and uh, another good evening and uh, everybody who's listened. Uh, cheers. And hope, to, hope to see you again soon. Cheers. Indeed, indeed. Thank you. Joyce and Jenny? Well, thanks for introducing us to a new gin or two. Yes. Um, and yes, always a pleasure, guys. Yeah, and we can share the joy. That's what we like about tasting more and more gins because we can share our knowledge and enthusiasm and irreverence with any other gin drinkers. Um, and I'll certainly be sharing it on the Alsasia College Old Boys page. So, Cheers, oh, fantastic! Yeah. I shall look yeah, forward to seeing Fantastic! Brilliant! Yeah, indeed, Dave. Um, yeah, it's it's been great to meet you, Joyce and Jenny and Matt again. Um, I was forewarned a bit, but I think you've probably been quite tame compared to previous episodes. I think we uh, have. Yeah. But if any of our listeners have been affected by any of our, our, <laughs> our subject matter, <laughs> you could um, you could go and listen to episode seventy-nine. That would be a good listen. Which was? It was um, all about not consuming too much alcohol. <laughs> oh okay okay i mean funnily enough actually dave in a couple of weeks time we are doing an episode on non-alcoholic beer yeah so yeah mm-hmm. so there's one to look forward to in the future tying that in nicely mm-hmm. oh you, you know i love spending time with with guests um and, you know matt thank you very much scottish alchemists it always a pleasure um thoroughly enjoyed our podcast with you guys um i apologize for um not inviting you when i was up in scotland to come and join me and i, I said i promise be. next time i will but sort of, i said that last time and i didn't this time so um, <laughs> at some point i'm sure fate will throw tallboy radio and the scottish alchemist together and we'll we'll Absolutely. do something at some point don't know when it's going to be would wholeheartedly look forward to that because um can't wait just to um just to meet you guys and and, and share a beer or two it would be phenomenal so thank you very much from the bottom of my heart it's been brilliant it always is with you guys and um, we have such a good laugh so um thanks again yeah absolutely i would echo that guys totally well, at some point you know gaz and i will make our way up to scotland again it'll probably be as chaotic and as disastrous as the last time we got <laughs> always up there. is that when you left me on a train you left yourself on a train i just got off it but that's another matter <laughs> so i will say thank you to everybody who's joined us tonight individually I, i've loved it i love tasting the gins myself and i hope you guys have really enjoyed tasting them too and i will also say thank you to you folks out there for listening and be sure to tune in again next week when we will of course be talking about something entirely different <laughs>